I know we left you hanging a few days ago in our two-part series for our seventh episode. We're picking up right now with our part B, and we are launching into who we think the greatest basketball player of all time is. So we have it narrowed down to three guys, and we lead off with Coach Chris McHugh. Well, first of all, I think that that was a great lead in Connor. I think a lot of the a lot of the discourse about this is like so nasty on yeah. like Twitter and yeah. people, the way people yeah. talk about it. They get so <laughs> emotional. Like so yeah. it's, it's almost like political debates, right? It's like polarized on each side. It's like you can't take you can't take anybody who's on the ten percent side of LeBron or the ten percent side of Jordan too much because they get so mad if you bring up the other one when the starkest truth of all of this is that they're both unbelievably great and they're both you know, worthy of everything they get, but making the case for LeBron, um, where do I begin? You know, I think that first and foremost, I think one of the things that people have to consider is Mm -hmm. the length of their careers, Michael versus LeBron. Um, you know, it was, it was examined in the documentary. Jordan busted his foot second year, basically missed the whole season. He retired in 94 he hardly played in 95 and he retired after 98. He, when you add that up, that's about 11 and a half healthy bull seasons, right? LeBron has played nonstop since 2003 <laughs> and we're in 2020. Um, so, and, and you can make arguments back and forth about, okay, well, modern science and modern training and, and, and we've hit some of that on the head, but LeBron has committed the time. Right. He has taken the time and worked on his body. And just like you talked about with Brady, he does. He is maniacal about um, his preparation and he's a physical phenomenon. So when you talk about who's the goat, I think there are a couple ways you can slice it. And the way slicing it that favors LeBron potentially is sort of who's had the greater career. Right. And then that takes into account longevity. So. You know, just a couple, just a couple nuggets because it's hard not to come to stats. Um, you know, the Tim Duncan Spurs over his twenty-year career won thirty-five playoff series. MJ won thirty. LeBron James on all the teams he's been on won, has won thirty-five mm-hmm. playoff series. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. It just blows my brain. I mean, uh, on some of the all teams that, that now, he's been on. let's make no mistake. The first iteration of the I'd Cavaliers. love to interrupt you here. Yeah. Go, go ahead, Joe. Are you jumping in? The East, yep. the Eastern Conference with LeBron James. Um, you know, if you look at the 2000s decade and when he was with the Miami Heat and the Cleveland Cavaliers, I don't know if there has been a weaker conference in the history of basketball than that time period. And at the same token, at the same token, the Western Conference, this is where I'm going to be making my case for Kobe Bryant. You're leaving out my guy, Kobe. Rest in peace. Um, that, the Western Conference was just unbelievably hard. But listen, when it comes to the numbers, and you can't argue with LeBron's longevity and durability. All right, I'll throw this one back to you, Chris. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, it was great. That, that, that was good. I mean, I, I, think, I, think it is a good, uh, I think it is a good counter. I mean, I would, I would come back and say with the East – you know, I think you might be throwing a little bit of offense to LeBron had to go through the Detroit Pistons, who beat Kobe's Lakers, by the way, the Billups, Ben Wallace group. He then had mm-hmm. the KG Celtics, you know, the Derrick Rose Bulls were a flash in the pan, but they were nasty when they were good. So, you know, I mean, I hear you. Uh, but so, you know, 
career career achievement, career longevity, right? Nine straight finals for God, or eight finals in a row with nine finals overall. Um, so sort of the uh, career accomplishments. And, and like Joe was saying, you know, one of the arguments that I think is such a straw man argument and then the Jordan LeBron yeah. thing is six and oh versus three and six uh, in the finals. Well, well, let's take a look at who LeBron's teams have played in those finals. And this is to Joe's point about the West. Uh, so, so maybe LeBron has beaten up on the East a little bit, but think about who he's played in the finals four times against the Warriors yep. dynasty. <laughs> You're talking Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, yeah. greatest, greatest team ever. Andre Iguodala. Mm-hmm. four times, four times. Okay. Four times, three times against the Spurs dynasty, Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan is prime in 07 or late prime. And then in the later iterations, Tim Duncan with Tony Parker, Manny Ginobili, <laughs> and some guy named Kawhi Leonard. Okay. Those seven teams, tell me which finals West team in the 90s was as good as one of those seven teams. And I haven't yet mentioned the Oklahoma City Thunder, who, while they were young when they played the Heat and LeBron in 2012, yeah. had three MVPs on their roster. Kevin Scott Durant, Presti. Russell Westbrook, James Harden. Anyway, so I think you can go back and forth with the Jordan-LeBron debate of, you know, the East might have been comparatively a little bit stronger in Jordan's day. But the West teams that LeBron faced in the in the um, you know in the championships were were brutal. I mean, they were all time. So, you know, for me, it's the career the career argument is one, and the longevity and all the things he's accomplished. Or you know, there's just more. He's played sixty yeah. more playoff games than than Michael Jordan. Yeah. Sixty, sixty. He's won five more series. He's played so much longer, uh, and other than championships, which obviously is a key metric, he's won a lot more. It's three more finals. Like there's it's five more series. It's a lot. It's a lot of winning. So I think if you're making the LeBron case, it's him as a floor raiser, right? And what I mean by that is you put LeBron's ability to carry teams further than they should go uh, is insane. I mean, you look back to his early Cleveland days, to some of the late. I mean, the 2018 Cleveland Cavaliers. It's unbelievable how much. You put LeBron around even some average folks, how much better he can make that team, like his all around value, right? As, as a uh, just because he can do it all, it's his versatility, right? It's an all around play of he can play multiple positions, he can play point guard the whole game. He's huge, he can finish plays, he can pass over the defense, he can rebound, he's a versatile defender. So it's, you know, him as a, you know, if you're putting, if you're asking, hey, four average guys four average guys and pick one I'm picking LeBron because I've seen him carry teams that had no business going as far as they could right as as they did with him so you know I think that's the case I'm not you know I I tend to I tend to be a little bit more political in my answer that I think maybe MJ's a little bit better player in terms of his consistency and he really didn't have many weaknesses I mean he was just incredible on both sides of the ball and just always rose to the occasion but if you start thinking about like who would you draft or who provided the most value over their career, that's where LeBron starts having a good case. And we're not maybe we won't dive into all the advanced metrics, but I mean they are staggering for him. If if you're a believer in in the context of some of those statistics in terms of uh, you know value, um, so so Joe, you can make your Kobe case. That's that's all good. We've we've talked a lot about MJ. I, no, I listen. I mean, LeBron pitch, when you look give, give strictly Kobe. at the numbers. LeBron is going to end his career in the top 10 in points, assists, rebounds, steals, which is just absolutely unbelievable when you think about it. 
Joe. He's already yeah, first. In the playoffs. And he will absolutely demolish that when he's all set. Yeah, 100%. It's like, that'll, that'll, be, that'll be like Cal Ripken's record. He's not going to get touched. Yeah, you're probably right. Sorry, go ahead, Joe. Um, the yeah. one argument you can make if you're looking at the statistics is LeBron's era, right? You know, scoring's at an all-time high. Um, there's, it, it's just a different game uh, from when Kobe and, and even Jordan played obviously but when you look at the level of competition and you know i was going back i did a kind of a deep dive in in the seasons and the numbers today as we were preparing for this podcast it is an absolute crime and it is one of the biggest shams in nba history that kobe bryant only has one mvp award it's crazy right it's, it's absolutely unbelievable give us the oh, year seven, because i think i know which yes, year should have won another no, that was at the Nash. Coke, the yeah, Nash, Nash was, I think, two oh, after, right? Or maybe one before, one after. I think uh, Nash had two back-to-back. Yeah. 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 And you're saying one of those should definitely so, be maybe more. So, 2007, maybe more. Yeah, Kobe, 2007 right? Steve Nash won the uh, yeah. MVP award, averaging 18 and 10. And listen, he's playing in D'Antonio's system. You know, the Phoenix Suns were – they kind of revolutionized basketball a little bit, um, and it's a little bit more like the way the game's played now. Kobe Bryant scored 33 points a game that year, six rebounds, four and a half assists per game, and he has nobody. There's nobody on that team. Um, but then we, we go back to the Western Conference during that time period. Kobe Bryant went to five – I'm sorry, he won five NBA titles – he played in six of them, I believe, and seven. There, thank you. Yeah, and this seven. this was a loaded conference, probably the best conference in the history of the NBA for the period from 2000, maybe until you know 2015, 2016. He's playing against the toughest competition, night in and night night out. We're talking about the San Antonio Spurs. We're talking about the Phoenix Suns with Steve Nash. Um, the Dallas Mavericks, Dirk Nowitzki, shoot the the go, Kings. Go further back. Kings, the yeah. Kings were great. The Blazers were great. I was looking at mm-hmm. it. There, there are teams that didn't make the playoffs in the West that consistently would have been the four or five seed in the East. Um, and the fact that this guy won five championships in that time period is incredible. And you know, you can make the argument LeBron carried some of these. I, I hate to use the word carried some scr- absolute scrubs to the finals. You know, when your second best player is Anderson Varejo or, or Wally Zerbiak, like you're, you're with all due respect, <laughs> love and honor to a uh, fellow alum, Wally Zerbiak. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. How are you going to attack a Miami guy like that? Yeah. No, we get your point though. They're all exactly. They're all great players because they're all in the NBA. Even the even the least hundred percent. You know, the guy who's um, on the bench. But you got your. Point. You look at some of the guys that LeBron took to the finals. Kobe Kobe's best player, besides Shaquille O'Neal in the early two thousands, obviously, he won twice. Uh, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, I believe, um, or two thousand eight, two thousand nine, back to back. And his next best best player is Paul Gasol. And then after that, you know, you're looking maybe like Derek Fisher was towards the end of his career. Odom. Oh, yeah. Odom. Bynum and Odom. Who was Odom before the Lakers, though? You know? And um, these guys, 
I wouldn't call them stars. Like you're talking Kyrie, or, uh, Kyrie Irving, uh, Kevin Love playing with LeBron James, obviously the big three at Miami. Those Miami teams were absolutely ridiculous, by the way. Some of the role players they had, Ray Allen, Shane Battier. Um, Kobe never really had – that's your boy. You know, a real Robin to his Batman after the whole Shaquille yeah. O'Neal era. I don't know if – I'd love to hear a counterpoint. You think Paul Gasol's that guy? I think Kobe played on – yeah, I think Kobe played on some pretty good teams. He played with prime Shaq. Uh, and racked up three titles when Shaquille O'Neal yeah. was just no, manhandling. If, if you're saying after, after, the, after the Shaquille after the O'Neal era, era, after I, that, yeah. I, I, I am a huge Pau Gasol guy. Whoa. I think he was incredible. Uh, but you know, I think I think I think his his two titles in the post yeah. Shaq yeah. era, where he proved that he could lead Go a down. team to a title, are incredibly impressive. Um, there's no question about it. Um, I would not, you know, I would not put Kobe in the class of MJ and LeBron personally. But yeah, I'd love so to hear mine goes something like this. Kobe and Jordan, both – and all, all three of these guys are phenomenal defenders, right, in their own right. I, I don't really want to get into that, even though I could, I could talk defense all day long. It's my favorite thing about basketball, but, you know, we'll leave that aside. They're all very good defenders. Uh, but we're talking about two volume shooters, right, Jordan and Kobe. Kobe – the amount of shots Kobe Bryant – and he – you know, he played in more games than Mike. The guy took just so many shots. And he was – there was a run from impossible yeah. – impossible. impossible shots, too. <laughs> there was a run, and what Joe was saying with the, the MVP talk, from about oh, – I wouldn't even say oh five, but probably oh six to like 2009 or 10, where, where Kobe was the best player, the best scorer in the planet. Uh you know, but he he also took a zillion shots a game, right? So he's a volume he's a volume shooter, he's a volume scorer. But you know, great leader, great defender. Uh, I I do think there is a little bit of an asterisk next to Kobe for me because he played with the most dominant player, physically dominant player of all time. There's never been anybody like Shaq. I don't know that we'll, we'll ever see anyone else like Shaq in terms of his raw athleticism, size, power, strength, without probably ever even touching a weight. Um, I mean, just go back and look at the clips, man. It, it, it took four guys sometimes to, to stop him, and obviously he's a horrendous free throw shooter. But, you know, they did beat a lot of great teams in the West, but he did, you know, he played with Shaq. I think Kobe gets a little bit more credit when he goes back and he, he reassembles the Lakers after there was rumors he was going to be traded, he wanted to leave, he was going to maybe go to the Sixers. He stays, gets his guys, loves Pau Gasol. I'm also a big Pau Gasol fan, although I do think he should be hanging him up now. I think he's gone on a little too long. Uh, and and he, you know, and th- let's be honest, man, those Celtics teams were unbelievable. Those were some really great Celtics teams, no mm-hmm. doubt. And uh, and those were some great series, classics, mm-hmm. really, if you think about it now, because it was L.A. and Boston yep. back at it. Uh, but but he gets a little bit more credit because he did win two in the post Shaq era. Now, for me, mm-hmm. where I go automatically is LeBron, and and here's why. LeBron James is the greatest athlete the world has ever seen. It's non-debatable. Yeah. I will go toe-to-toe with anybody in the world. This guy's longevity and the fact that he is, what's he now, 35? 30, yeah, he's 35, right? 
he might be in the best shape <laughs> of his life right now. And yep. and frankly, having one of the best seasons of his life, um, playing. He's averaging yeah, and like he's 26 and like over 10 killing, assists. They're not even trying half the time. Yeah. Um, and like I said earlier, they, they would have made a finals this year, in my opinion. But uh, he's, he's still – here's the thing. Like people talk about, oh, yeah, the mileage. I mean, Kobe was so beat up at the end of his mm-hmm. career, and rightfully so, man. Guy, guys, you can't play yep. that many games, yep. and you can't get up and train every day mm-hmm. and not break down. The body doesn't work like that. And people say, like, oh, yeah, well, look at Tom Brady. He, Tom Brady's a different sport. He's playing 16, well, for him, 19, 20 games. Yes, it's football. Can't get in touch. Have you ever seen the Patriots play? You see that offensive line? He doesn't get sniffed. So these guys are playing so much. And, you know, let and people talk about how guys in this era take nights off. LeBron doesn't really do that. Kobe didn't do that. Michael Michael didn't do that. LeBron doesn't take a lot of nights off. He he plays. And he plays a lot. And they they rode him into the ground during that, that last Cleveland run. Yeah. They rode him into the ground like mm-hmm. a yep. absurd. Like, Especially like in a the running playoffs. back I mean, that it's you absurd. go, okay, this, we're going to get three years out of this guy. We're going to hand it off to him, and we'll, we'll send him out to pasture and sport <laughs> here, right? But the difference is LeBron yeah. doesn't get tired. LeBron is a freak yeah. of nature. Not only that, people enjoy playing with him. And mm-hmm. here, here's my thing. With LeBron, LeBron came in as a, as a young kid who had high ex- the highest of expectations, and he delivered. You know, he's a rookie of the year. Uh, he could you could make a case he, he could he could easily have eight MVPs. He has four, um, but easily have eight nine. Mm-hmm. He turned a corner, and a lot of people and the amount of hate you guys remember when he said, "I'm taking my towns to South Beach," and he went to the Heat. The amount of the amount of ridicule that man got, and that's the worst thing he's ever done. Okay, there's no hotel room scandal in Colorado. There's no, you know, gambling, missing, you know, drinking. It, LeBron doesn't do that. And he's been more scrutinized than anybody. So the the biggest knock on LeBron was that he decided to go to Miami and with it, where Pat Riley assembled a team around him. He got sick of leading a group of scrubs in Cleveland to year after year, to finals after finals, losing to great San Antonio teams. He got sick of it. So he goes to Miami, and Miami's more like a Chicago Bulls of the 90s or a earlier, you know, a, a mm-hmm. Kobe, Shaq, 2001 team. They have legitimate players, and they have great role players. Mm-hmm. It's a team. It's a great team. Yep. And now I will say the, losing to Dallas hurts, hurts his case a lot because that never should have happened. Uh, that kills because now you're yep. looking at – that's his bad series. That's his bad series. He'd be series. looking at a four-time champ, maybe get his fifth this year, and now Jordan's starting to sweat, okay? No doubt. Because if he gets – when you mm-hmm. get to five and when the train's still rolling like LeBron's is, you know, he could easily play until he, the guy's 44 mm-hmm. the way I see it. I mean, tell me why he couldn't. Tell me why he couldn't. It's unbelievable. Because <laughs> of I the know. coronavirus. We're never right. going to play again. Sorry yeah. to be – So sorry maybe my – I don't want to get into that. But <laughs> so he's – He's uh he's right now in in my opinion and still in the the prime of his career at 35. Losing Dallas hurts him a little bit, but he's a three-time NBA champ. I think he could I think he could get to six. I do, and I think if he gets to six, it goes back to this. Well, Michael never lost in the finals. Well, Michael didn't make four. He didn't play in 14 NBA yeah. finals. So you tell me 
what's better, right? Is making yeah. the finals better yeah. than losing in the second round? Yeah. In my opinion, it is. So that's a blemish because you right. lost to a great team. No, you still made mm-hmm. the finals. He's pl- yeah. It's, it's good great to make the finals. And that's how often does that get overlooked? Yeah. And, right? and, like, oh, well, he, and you're right. Well, Brady's yeah. lost. He's yeah. lost three yeah. Super Bowls. He's made eight. Made eight. No one's done that. LeBron's yep. LeBron's run totally. is unprecedented. Yep. It's it's unbelievable. And the and here's yep. what I'll I'll leave you with. My last take on LeBron. The guy and knock on wood here. He's never been hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from maybe a little stretch last and, year. And who knows if he just maybe year, you know, but they were uh, so that that was dysfunction at its highest. Remember that whole fiasco with LA and, and Magic and it was bad yeah. for a while there. And so I don't know if he maybe just decided uh, uh, this thing isn't going anywhere. Could he have played? I'm not sure. Um, but, man, he, he just he just keeps going. He's a tank. He, uh, he has 6'9", 250 pounds, greatest athlete we've ever seen with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder when he went to Miami. Started to become more of a competitor. Um, started to become more of a killer, taking more shots, taking less shots. And now we're seeing a guy that's completely comfortable in his own skin and is one of the, the greatest players of all time. I don't know if you could put him one. I think he's he's damn close. Today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at Newport Craft Brewing and Distilling. So if you're in the Newport, Rhode Island area, here's what you do. Go to newportcraft.com. You check out all the available options for you. You load up your cart, whatever you want. You check out. And then from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., you can drive to the facility for a contactless pickup. So whatever your order is, they check your name off, they throw it in the back of your car, and you drive away. So if you're not into social interaction, this is certainly the option for you. And if you are into social interaction, say hi. Just make sure you're wearing a mask and staying six feet apart. Uh, They're great people over there. And also, you know, while you're at it, check out the Instagram page. It's just Newport Craft, and you can see all the new products they've been working on. It's a great follow, so watch out for the Instagram page as well. I want to thank Newport Craft Brewing and Distilling. Tie back into the documentary. So 2011 was LeBron's nadir. He had, you know, honestly... You, you can't pin them for not winning not the title good. in the early Cavs. They're they were not, not a championship-quality ball club. <laughs> he good. averaged 35-9-9 in the playoffs the year that they lost to Orlando. They were and Orlando, it, they don't sound that great in retrospect. And to Kobe's credit, they beat them. They were so white-hot in that series. And it was just – so, so you know, I think it's, it's hard to say. Hey, after seven years in Cleveland, I mean, how is he supposed to have won? And it's pretty similar to MJ's timeline. And so to get to the Mavs series, you know – Let's have some perspective, too. He averaged 18, 7, and 7 in that series, and he yeah. was bad. And that, for him, is bad. Um, but he also used that experience yep. to mm-hmm. then go to another level Me as too. a player. And I really appreciate that part of it in that seven straight finals after that. And I'm never having, you know, and he's talked a lot about, but, you know, and basically it was a crisis of confidence. Yeah. It was he was wearing the black hat the whole year and he just, you know, and and, and and truthfully from a technical standpoint, one of the things that he was lacking was the post game mm-hmm. because they were throwing smaller defenders on him. Jason Kidd, even JJ Barea for stretches and his post game wasn't where it needed to be. And he got a lot better in that facet. Um, so, you know, I think that's, it's a great part of the story, right? Is that he took that failure in 11 and said, okay, 
I'm going to, you know, I'm, you know, this, this one's on me. I really felt like he internalized that one to say, I don't know if I really <laughs> am taking too much of the blame for what happened yeah. in Cleveland of not winning. Right. Those were some tough teams to win a championship with, but 11 was on me. And then after that, you're talking about seven straight finals where he only played the Spurs or Warriors dynasties. And he happened to get a couple of them and beat the Thunder team. And, you know, like I said, you talk about the attention and scrutiny and how exhausting it was for Michael Jordan. I don't know if LeBron was mm-hmm. on that oh, level yeah. of fame, but it was pretty close. And MJ retired after three runs twice. LeBron stacked four yeah. straight runs on top of each other yep. without a break. Eight times in a row. Right. And never retired. So I, I think that's an interesting piece. And to, I don't, you know, I don't know if this ties together as neatly as I thought, but going back to the documentary again, and listen, MJ's flawless, MJ's all time. The one thing that I thought they brushed over a little bit is the 89 series against the Pistons. Yeah. That was MJ's Dallas Mavericks series. He was bad in that series. They, when they showed that series in the documentary, they went game three and he was terrific in game three. He scored over 40. But after that, they kind of sort of went, oh, game six and they lost. And they, and they did have it right that, hey, he needed to get stronger. And they had some good narratives. Hey, Pistons were beating him up, but, but he played badly in that series. He went five of 15 in game four. He only made four shots in game five. And then he had a pretty good game against game six, but he it was five of 12 from the free throw line and had eight turnovers. <laughs> so like he had a disaster for him, for him perspective here for him. He had a really bad series. Those last three games when they were up two one against that Pistons team. And MJ after that said, never again, like I'm getting stronger. I'm getting in the weight room. It's not going to be on me. And he was incredible in 90. They didn't quite beat the Pistons, but after that, the rest of the story is true. Right. So like the, the going to another level after, quote-unquote failure, and I'm saying quotes, because these guys yeah. were always awesome. It's it just is. to win a title is really hard, and to carry a team to win any title. I mean, ask all the great players who never got one. Uh, so yeah. think about, I don't know if that ties Think about the well, extra but, games, too. Um, like, there you go. When you're making playoff series, okay, you, you, you make yeah. – maybe you, you lose in the first round, you, you play five games. These guys are making – they're going game seven or game six of the finals. LeBron has played 239 just, playoff games without missing a game. I'm telling you, we take, it, we take it for granted because you just you don't see stuff like this. It's like I said, it's it's Cal Ripken. He's a freak of, of Iron Man yeah. toughness. He's, He's a, a total freak. He's yeah. a total freak, man. Yeah. And yeah. And I think that you know. Oh, I'm sorry, Connor, from cutting you off, but his his weakness yeah. through his career. I think there's been a lot of garbage narratives about LeBron James his whole career. He's a quitter. He, he doesn't have the clutch, all this BS. That's not true. LeBron does have one weakness that he battles and still battles to this day. And bear with me because I think it's a little bit complicated to explain, but it's not his shooting. It's the confidence in his shooting. Sometimes he has lapses of confidence in his shooting and you see it and you right. see like, oh man, right. he yeah, doesn't feel, and MJ was yeah. never like that ever. He was never not confident, but LeBron was, I'm not feeling the jumper right now. And that led to some probably, you know, he missed some shots because of it. Sometimes he wouldn't attack as much because he was maybe a little bit intimidated to go to the free throw line because he was not feeling confident in his jumper because it's not actually his shooting because he shot better from three than either of the other two guys we're talking about. LeBron can shoot the basketball. He became a very good shooter. It's just Kobe, MJ, those guys never waver right. in their confidence about shooting the basketball. So they never change, right? They're always in that. 
And so I never thought LeBron was ever a quitter or ever not clutch yeah. or anything like that because there's more to clutchness than making a last-second shot, you know. There's how you play the game. But, you know, there, there is that, that thing that he battles that he had to train himself to become a good shooter. It's not natural like the other guys, as, you know, especially from their, their beautiful yeah, mid-range, it's, it's mid-range strokes of, because of MJ and Kobe. It's, it's not normal. God, you know, you, you can't just go out every night. It's, it's very rare you can go out every night and shoot 35 shots. You know, some, some games you, you go nine of, of 35, and most guys go, oh, boy, <laughs> you know. I don't know if my teammates are, are appreciating this effort tonight. Uh, but they didn't care, and that they're type A. And I do. I think LeBron cares. I think he's more conscious of how his teammates view him. But I think he has grown when he left and went to Miami, and, and he got that. You know, even after losing to Dallas, he got that those two championships under his belt. But I just wanted to bring this up. Going back, and this is why I think he needs to be in the conversation. I, I would say if he had two in Miami and he never won again. I would say, listen, the guy's an all-time great player, but yeah, he, he came a little bit short. Big asterisk, which is but there's a big, big asterisk. Yeah. And I listen, you could you could cite the great the Draymond Green. You know, he did it. He got he, he got tossed, and he didn't play the next game. I don't care. He beat one of the greatest teams yeah. ever by himself, essentially. I mean, Kyrie hit some big shots. He was a man child in every single one of those games. Played every single minute. Maybe took a minute off. With um, with a cast that again just wasn't great. They just weren't. I'm sorry, and and they beat the Warriors. They beat the and he went back to it, Cleveland, a city that was burning his jersey. <laughs> He's done stuff, right? That most guys don't do. Most guys stay in Miami or, or maybe you know he went back to Cleveland. I give him a lot of credit for that, man. And he won and, against the super team, which by the yeah. way, and we could talk about the greatest teams of all time in another in another segment, but. You tell me those. How many teams are beating the Warriors in seven in a seven game series with that line? Not many. If any, not many. Yeah. Well, yeah. not many. If Dre, yeah, big if with Draymond if Green. Yeah, I, I got to take offense though, Connor, to saying he's saying that he didn't have a supporting cast. He had Kyrie. He had he did. Tristan Thompson was a freaking beast, man. Um, it. How have Kyrie and Kevin Love done in the non-LeBron? Well, days? yeah, and I'm not saying Kyrie not, not players, so not so hot, and Kevin Love. How, how's it gone for those guys? So look at Kevin Love before. <laughs> how about LeBron Kevin James, Love? <laughs> you know, never made the playoffs. Yeah, listen, I, I got a very weak never made the playoffs with, with Kobe Bryant. I was, <laughs> no, I, I was trying to be a contrarian. I'm just teasing you. I'm teasing you, and I wanted to. You know, you did a good job. And listen, Kobe's an all-time an all-time great. I thought you did a great job talking. I think you hit on really good narratives about him too, about the West, you know, the West was tough and the yeah. two titles with, you know, without Shaq are incredible. No. And even the ones with Shaq, you don't take, mm-hmm. I mean, Definitely. you're not going to take credit away from his ring total, but you do have to have context in that he was a young player. He was still great. He was probably the second best player in the league at that point or close, you know, maybe Duncan was better, but uh, you know, I, I, uh, yeah, I mean, totally. I here's I have a couple Kobe narratives that, and rest in peace. He's an all time great player. I don't begrudge anybody for having him top five, top ten, what have you. I think there's a couple. I think there's a little bit of mythology with him as a player. And hear me out and tell me if you think I'm crazy. I think one of the reasons he gets a little bit overrated is because he looked so much like Jordan. Cop, you know, copied his footwork, copied his moves. Yeah. 
aesthetically, Kobe is one of the most beautiful players to ever watch. His footwork, his form, you know, even his stroke. But when you actually break down the nitty gritty of his efficiency mm-hmm. and his production, mm-hmm. it, it lags so much behind MJ. I mean, MJ's averaging 50% for a career. Kobe's 45. You know, that's a big difference over the amount of shots that those dudes take. Um, and I think there's a lot to be desired about Kobe's defensive play. I think that out of the three guys here, he's by far the weakest defender. And there are a lot of, I mean, we could nerd out and deep dive on it, but there's a lot of data about Kobe's defense that make you question the nine-time defensive all-first team, is all I'll say. I mean, there's some team metrics. I'll trust you. uh, I mean, I don't know if we want to wade into it, but and I'm not saying Kobe was a bad defender. He wasn't. Mm-hmm. but I think there's some mythology with he was so beautiful to watch, but like some of the no. efficiency was lacking and then he gets compared to MJ, yeah. but he's not MJ. Come on, man. Come on. The efficiency of MJ, the finishing, the defense. Uh-huh. I mean, he, he, he did, he did a, he did a worthy impersonation. He was great, but he was not Michael Jordan. Um, and, you know, I think there's, Kobe was the clutch. Yeah, I was about to say. Because, so you know, I, I have that fearless. in front of me. Well, look up some of his clutch um, shooting days. Everyone, I mean, and the narrative for LeBron is how not unclutch he is, I guess, for lack of a better word, right? And everyone always believes, you know, Jordan, Kobe, the two most clutch killer athletes. They, those guys had some absolute dog in them. Kobe Bryant in the postseason, under five seconds to go, is three for 13, 23%. I mean, not certainly not good. Five I have the under. Wow. You want to know the under ten seconds? Five for twenty-two. And this and this is cherry picking on one stat. Like I said, that doesn't tell the whole story. Mm-hmm. But the way people talk about Kobe, you would have thought he was twenty-two for twenty-two in shots with under ten seconds. And by the way, you're twelve of twenty-three. James is and, twelve of twenty. And I have eight for sixteen. Under fifty percent. Yeah, in under five seconds. Yeah, it's crazy. It's I think I think it's almost un- yeah. it was almost unfair for Kobe and you're right, Chris. He listen, they they matched up height wise. They were the same position. He mimicked every part of his game. Obviously, I'm sure he grew up wanted to wanted to play exactly like him. And then even when Kobe was a rookie in that All Star game, uh, you could see him trying to go at Jordan. And I think it was almost unfair to compare the two. Yep. But it, it's like now, right? It's is it is it unfair to try and compare LeBron to Mike? Uh, yeah, the two two different mm-hmm. eras. It is unfair, totally different. But yeah, all I'm it's, saying, it's, it, they're totally none different. Of us, I yeah. don't think any of us are saying that Michael Jordan is is not the greatest player that we've ever seen. That's not what we're saying. We're saying that there are you could make debates, correct, for other guys, and one being LeBron, who's still playing, he could end up as potentially the greatest and i think he's the only one that has a shot to do it um but it's the same thing they had to, they had to live through the hype and it's such it's an impo- almost an impossible task because it's like i said if you make a finals and lose it's like well you're out well you know that's just we can't do it like that yeah you know we have to look at the bigger picture um and the bigger picture in this case is is a guy still playing yep. at the highest level 35 years old um who's who still could get to six. I think he still could. Uh, it might be a stretch. It's going to get a lot harder. He's got five, maybe six Oof. years left. Um, but, man, they, he needed this season bad, and he needed that Dallas yeah. series. But I still think it's Can possible. I bring this full circle for a second here? 
Sure. So, <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the last Do it, Joey. was that home, Kobe baby. Bryant segment in the All-Star game. And they interview Kobe. And Kobe says, listen, I hate this GOAT debate. I hate the greatest of all time debate because without Michael Jordan, there is no Kobe Bryant. You know, he said that for lack of a better, lack of a better word. But uh, um, correct. the legendary story, uh, I forget where I heard this, but there's a legendary story about LeBron James and Kobe Bryant in the 2008 uh, Olympic team, the dream team, I guess the redeem team at that point. Um, but they got to practice. The dream team gets there. Um, it's LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, some of the younger guys in the league. And Kobe Bryant had been practicing already for two or three hours. And LeBron James would say that was the turning point in his career where he would go and he, he saw Kobe Bryant and how hard he worked and his work <laughs> ethic and how much, you know, this guy just poured himself into the game. So in a way you could kind of say without Michael Jordan, without Michael Jordan, there's no Kobe Bryant without Kobe Bryant there might not be LeBron James greatness that we see it today too. So no doubt. I think I that was nicely done, Joe. Uh, you're, uh, that was, that was beautiful stuff there. I, I think that's absolutely uh, yeah, Joe, and, a wonderful and way I to think title guys, together. That, that's the evolution of sports, right? Guys seeing how other, how other guys do it and they want it yeah. to be better and, um, mm-hmm. and raising the bar. And if you don't, Yep. If you don't have Raising that the bar. DNA, it's okay, but you just you'll never be considered as as one of the greats. So you have to have that mindset, um, and that's why we talked about it today. And I don't think any of us are are crazy about doing you know that this type of thing, but I do think it's interesting now with with the documentary. So there you have it. That's kind of our our piece, and maybe we'll do this in like a two part series. We'll we'll talk about it, but hopefully, I think we have a we won't reveal them yet, but I know we have a, a pretty special guest coming on soon i don't know if it'll be the end of this week or early next week but we got another big time guest coming up i will we'll give away a little bit he's a, a coach in the big 10 and that's uh and it's a great time to have him on because in my opinion it was the best conference out there this year and it wasn't even close so look for that coming up and fellas anything else you want to you want to say before we sign off no all good man all good Joe nailed it. That was Joe's last piece of tying the three yes, things together yes. was like the fire when they had the poem and they put it in into into the song and MJ walking off with the cigar. Right. And I you know we've always like perceived Joe moment. as a bully, I, so I, it's I, nice I to see that he has an emotional side to him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. <laughs> Perfect. Talk to you later. All right, boys. <laughs>